0: well happy thursday evening draft crafters and you know a lot of people do this sort of thing on a thursday don't they jp that is the sound of a beer opening and i know that we've talked about for those you've been paying attention that uh, we're not going to be drinking as much beer over this little window period that uh, we've got we're trying to Work on fitness at the start of 2024. I had a weird beer sitting in the fridge, and it felt like the right time to do it, given that it's uh, almost six o'clock in the midst of Reese's. I can't even call it Senior Bowl week anymore. But uh, what you uh, what do you got going on over there? You got anything to crack open there, sir?
1: Well, yeah. Well, you you guys set me up nicely, if I can put a sentence <laughs> together here. Um, well, I hadn't been drinking beer lately because I've been mm-hmm. you know trying to shed a few lbs myself. So the only thing I had left over from the last time that I was drinking beer was uh, one of the ones we've talked about quite a bit. It's just the Bell's Oberon Eclipse. But again, I'll remind ah, yes. people, dude, this Oberon Eclipse is better than regular Oberon, and that sounds wild, but it really is. I like <laughs> it. In,
0: in your asked... opinion with your palate.
1: No, I was just about to say, I've asked a lot of people that drink beer with me, and they've all mm-hmm. agreed. It's been a unanimous decision thus far. There you far. go. All Boom. right. And I'm going well, to hey, you know, Boom. Pop there away. There you go.
0: Love that sound. And uh, I've got a much weirder one that we'll talk about a little later on. It looks weird. It, it tastes weird so we'll cross it looked that like a, later but
1: look like a deuce deuce a high life
0: That's not what quite like. no it is uh i've done that before but that is not what we're doing today i don't know we may have to have a that might be a summertime topic for us we just crush a bunch of the uh the old beers and do a blind test of all of those like american lager type ones and see what happens pbr Could be will very win interesting well hey look you say that now but what if budweiser wins Bud has a chance. Bud Light has no chance. Well, yeah, if we did if we did a light beer one, I mean, that would just be hilarious. We could put that next to a bottle of water and see who wins. It'd be interesting. What we're water. doing now, though, <laughs> right? What Sorry. we're doing now, though, is, uh, dude, it is it is time. We are officially into at least in our books. Uh, well, it's February first, and that kind of starts the the formal, I guess, run up to the draft season for most of the pundits out there. Of course, Senior Bowl week. Uh, being the big week that everybody's following right now what's going on at the Reese's Senior Bowl or Reese's Senior Plus Underclassmen that get invitations bowl, whatever you want to call it now. Peanut Butter Cup Bowl. And uh, we are going to start with this show. And now for pretty much every show between now and the start of the Scouting Combine, which is at the end of February, we're going to be going through a position group. We're going to rock out 12 packs and maybe a little extra. On each position group as we're going through all of the rankings to kind of give everybody our perspective on where players are at coming into the combine. A lot of these notes are coming off of either game tape that we've seen over the last year or two for some guys. And then in some cases, we've added in uh, the senior bowl stuff as well that we've been able to see any of the reps, the one on one and the drills and things like that, because the game itself is on Saturday. But so you decided because what you've been diving into, JP, you wanted to start with the cornerbacks.
1: Yeah, I do, and I dove into cornerbacks first because historically in my lifetime, I know they've switched things up a little bit, even the days that they do the combine, but the cornerbacks are always last. So I was like, you know what?
0: They need to be first. Does that have anything to do with the fact that you're looking at uh, the Lions taking a corner with their first pick? Uh, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) 100%. So yeah, what we're going to do, though, is we're going to rip through basically a 12-pack. So each of us have got 12 players and uh, you know what? We do are we? going to have some duplicates.
1: Well, let me kick us off here because I don't have 12. Um, okay, do you have 15? Well, I have 16 I was going to talk about, okay, but I'm not but really going to talk about four. four of them.
0: Yeah, give yeah. me your four that so, are on the edge. I'll give you four that are on the edge. We'll go from there.
1: Uh, at 16, I have a guy who's looked absolutely terrible in the Senior Bowl practices so far. He's looked terrible. This past season, but my goodness, the previous year was he phenomenal. And so I just don't know what to do with them. <laughs> but, you know, uh, what have you done for me lately? And it's nothing. So I got Kalen King at 16, and then 13, 14, 15, I have Mikey Sanders still, M- Max Melton, and Chris Abrams drain. Because while there's a, these guys create turnovers – and mm-hmm. I kind of like them all a little bit in their different ways. <laughs> but my goodness, they allow a ton of touchdowns, and they they allow a ton of yardage, and they're not exactly like the best sizes. I, well, Max Melton, I guess, isn't too bad. Mikey and mm-hmm. Drain aren't are as big as you'd think. But I just I don't I haven't figured out what to do with those three yet. They're
0: just clustered down there. But okay, you want me to start the twelve now? Well, first off, let me get mine out of the way for you. I've got, oh, a you got- King in there as well because King's sitting at thirteen. Uh, same reason, basically, we talked about when is this guy going to do a thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Cam Hart's back there at 15 for me, Kamal Hayden at 16, and then I've got uh, NS Rakestraw in there at 14, mainly because I realize everybody's got this dude going on the first round. I'm still trying to figure him out, man.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I'll talk about him today. <laughs> All then. All right. At 12, um, I've got Kamal Hayden, the guy we just talked about, okay. so... I I like Kamal a lot. He was a bit of a one-year wonder. His tape looks really good. It's short Mm -hmm. tape, though, because he got hurt. He's got to have that. There's the Huskies. Got to have that mm -hmm. shoulder surgery. Uh, Kind of a one-year wonder, shortened season. scares you a little bit. He's got great size and athleticism. He is 23, so he's a little Mm -hmm. older and injured. So I don't know. He's got some red flags for me, but, man, I like his tape more than most people, so I put him at 12.
0: Sure. And when you're talking about him at 12 though, uh that has a lot to do with he's someone who can jump up. He could jump halfway up this board for you, I would think, if the tests well, if the shoulders back to normal and if, you know, what you think you're seeing out there and the the little bit of tape you've got is actual real life because he was trending in the right direction to be one of the names we talked about until that happened.
1: Yep, certainly.
0: 12 for me is your 13 and that's Max Melton the guy that some people were hinting could have been a first round draft pick or close to it last year if he would have come out, which I think. Was a bit of a reach and an exaggeration, Mm -hmm. but you always see reaches and exaggerations. I don't know if you've noticed anything, dude, but uh, that's this is the time of year for guys to get just absolutely pumped up like crazy. And you see people doing this take on that guy, it's fun reading some of the takes that guys have on players from the, the senior bowl bits and pieces we've been able to pick up and and the different uh times guys have talked about them. And it's just hilarious to me to see how some guys are getting all kinds of love, and the exact same player is getting criticized by somebody else, and it's like, what's your preference is really what it feels like it comes down to. And Max Melton's one of those guys that kind of fits into that. He's got the right size for a corner, right? He has pretty decent you know, stickability, but I saw him getting beat by some guys in the senior bowl, and I also saw him sticking to it, so he's very much a mixed bag. Some of the guys that were playing this week... In their in their practices, had very clean you know routes the whole way through. They were they were sticking to guys. They were making plays. They were they were consistent. Melton was inconsistent. and That feels like the entirety of his career has been flashes of brilliance with a whole lot of inconsistency. And that that's why he sits on the twelve spot is because at this point he could easily get pushed off of that back into the into the next rack. Because we both know more than twelve corners are probably getting taken in the draft. Right? <laughs> so gonna be like thirty. Right, no, exactly. Right. <laughs> so we're going to have a whole lot more yeah. at several of these position groups as we go through it. No, let's, but let's see. A guy let, let me let me hit my go data tag here. Way, just about. Yeah, I feel, but uh, I feel like Melton's a guy that can easily move up several spots or move down several spots depending on how he does with combine testing. I feel like he's going to test well. He strikes me as being that kind of an athletic guy, but I don't know that the technique is where it needs to be yet.
1: So over the last five seasons, there's been an average of thirty-four cornerbacks drafted. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to since 2008, it's been an average of 33. So that's pretty consistent. You just call it at least 30 or going.
0: So we're probably going to do a 30 rack of guys uh, once we get past the combine and start digging into the draft stuff. Who's 11? All right.
1: My 11, I have a guy that just missed your cut. I just put Cam Hart here because I had some other cornerbacks with some red flags that dropped down for me. And Mm -hmm. he's a guy that I want to dive into a lot more. But I put him here because – I can't deny like I'm super duper intrigued by his size, by mm-hmm. his athleticism. Like I I wish that maybe he created some a little bit more turnovers, you know. I don't think he's had a pick. He got to go 3 years back. Right. If if you want to see a pick, um but dude, it's interesting. His size matchup is just it's ridiculous and if, if nobody mm-hmm. knows, he's 6'2, 207. This dude, this dude's yeah. safety size, but the problem right. is, is yeah, he, he hasn't had a pick since 2021. But unlike some of these other guys, he's got the size, he's got the athleticism. But guess mm-hmm. what? You know, all those other guys I was talking about, even the guy. You, well, the, I was thinking you talked about Max Melton, That's who I was talking about. <laughs> he's got like a 55, 60 percent completion percentage on him. He's allowed like seven touchdowns right. and 600 yards in the last two years that's the inconsistency well, we we're talking about <laughs> cam hart's bigger faster stronger hasn't allowed a single touchdown this season they can get a pick either but hey mm-hmm. you know so
0: I, I don't know there's i'm interested sure. yeah and again that could easily be because he didn't get a pick you didn't get the touchdowns because guys were staying away from him because they saw his coverage mm-hmm. and how close or they were just concerned about the size and how easily it would be for him to get his hand in there well, number eleven for me is a guy that at one point I think was like second or third on my list, and this is by no means a shot to him. It's just like it feels like there's a whole bunch of corners that are kind of all in the same pile, and that's Josh Newton, six foot, one hundred ninety pound guy from TCU. And I realize you probably got him a lot higher because you're laughing at me. No, he's but, next uh, on my list, so no, I might you just go. jump right, in on cool. this take with you. Yeah, let's just go back to back on him. Here's what I can say: I feel like he's one of those guys, uh, like Kalen King, to, le- to a lesser extent. His twenty twenty two tape was better than his twenty three. Like he's a decent tackler thing was this year he wasn't targeted as often as he was last year but he gave up more catches like that shows me somebody who either got lucky last was a, year or was only like there's only like, like
1: yeah he only won
0: more catch but yeah he was well, targeted right, but he like had 10 fewer a targets dozen more ta- no, yeah. right exactly and so what more that shows that. me is yeah exactly so what that shows me is a guy that the 14 uh, last i don't know year i'm not sure if he if he wasn't like paying his close attention or if guys figured some things out about his tendencies or what, I haven't dug that far into it. But well, he, what that shows me is he just okay. he's just given up more opportunities than he should have for a guy you thought was going to make a leap and instead he sort of plateaued.
1: Correct. But for about the same amount of yards, so nothing really to dig into there. But um while his interceptions dropped from three down to one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This year he only allowed one touchdown, whereas last year he allowed five, and you know how those touchdowns really, right. really bug me. That I, yeah. I, you know, So you, you did a good take on him, so I don't need to dive in any further, but I will say this, just a, a silly question, I'm not trying to pick on Josh <laughs> Newton. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever seen uh, – I've never seen it, I just know what it is, but that cartoon back in the day, The Tick, real wide oh, yeah. up top, right. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't know if it's shoulder you... pads or is that the way this guy's built. Does it just seem like all his weight is
0: from like his diaphragm to shoulders and that's it? Does he he looks different? He either he either needs to he needs to get in for a leg day. Is that what you're suggesting? Maybe it is looks like his is, legs are he's... not proportioned with his upper body. Mm-hmm. If he's six foot one ninety, you expect him to to be at least somewhat well proportioned. So that's interesting. We'll have to look into that a little more. Uh, you know, we well, yeah, this, this is the start, though. This is the start right. of JP's body oh. shaming season. So. Hey, that was my 10. So Josh <laughs> Newton's my 10. So you're you're All welcome right. to carry on there, Chief. Well, my 10 is a is an unpopular 10. I know I'm going to get crap from you for this one, but this is where I'm at right now. And my here's the other thing, too. Between, I'd say, looking at my list, I'd say between like four or five and 10, it, people can jump around. So right now- is you know that you trying to save to this
1: so I don't hit hang up? Or well, leave. this
0: is me saying it's Terry and Arnold. So You're that's why I've got a 10 right now. I realize I'm crazy. Here's why though- You're so crazy. Here's why I'm crazy. The, I like I don't some of his I don't stuff. like him as much as the rest of the world, but
1: wow, do I like him significantly more than yeah. you, yeah, I know. you are a this hater. This is gonna
0: change. This is probably gonna change. But here's the thing: the dude is definitely like sticky in coverage, right? He gets on, but I honestly think he's too sticky. I think half of the highlights I saw of him were holds. Okay, that's my issue with him. The biggest one that I've got. I, I can say that he he does shoot around wide receiver blocks well. He does have active hands. He likes to disrupt. Uh, this receivers, but he doesn't look back until the last possible second, and that concerns me that guys are going to be able to bait him on that and right. end up causing more penalties. I, unless at he least he looks back. At his game. Well, yeah, at the very last minute is my point. My point is if he doesn't tweak some stuff to his game, this dude is going to get flagged a ton in the NFL, and unlike like Spoon, who we thought was going to get flagged a ton just for how physical he was, this guy seems like he thrives because he, ha- he grabs on, for, because for he's face-guarding. We both like Spoon significantly more than Terry Arnold,
1: though. Also true, yeah. Uh, and Spoon, I, Spoon say- I liked a lot. He would have been one of my absolute like top like five players in the draft had Gonzo not been in it last year,
0: but we don't need Fair. to get into 2022. <laughs> yeah, we're, or three, we're sorry, rehash, 2023. Definitely we'll don't need to get into 2022. On. No. <laughs> but, yeah, Terry and Arnold, look. Could easily move up the board if I look at him a little differently at some point. But right now, I'm just really concerned that he's going to get called for a ton of penalties and that he's a little bit slight for what he's doing physically, and he's just not the same athlete as some of these other guys. I don't know. We'll see. All right, number nine on my list, Dan. This guy, and I don't,
1: seriously, like I don't want to like really dog on anybody, but this was the most irritating tape For me to watch. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, and I'm not saying this guy's not a cool guy or a stand-up guy or anything like that, but my goodness, does he annoy me to my core after every single play? Okay. Uh, maybe it's because I- I'm a big Barry Sanders guy. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So yeah, I- I'm just super used to people not <laughs> celebrating in a way, or maybe I'm not mm-hmm. used to it. Maybe I just <laughs> was conditioned that Classic. way. yeah, old school. Yeah. Well, seriously, like, I'm a... Hu- Back when I was younger, like, I was a huge Barry Sanders guy, and then you mm-hmm. saw, like, the Cowboys winning all the time, and all you saw was Dion celebrating all the time. All I'm yep. seeing is K- Kamari's got a little bit of Dion or something in him. I understand. <laughs> DJ... Or my guy DJ Hayden, remember DJ Hayden? My guy yeah, Kamal Hayden does the Dion Shuffle or whatever it is from time to time, mm-hmm. time too. But dude, seriously, after every play, Kamari Lasseter does this like this like little let his arms go thing. limp and mm-hmm. does like a little crazy walk, and it just like okay once in a while. But like sometimes like he'll be covering a wide receiver and the ball just get overthrown, and then he'll whip that out like you did yeah. nothing. Man,
0: nothing annoys me more, and I'm on the same page with JP. When I, especially when a corner, I think corners are probably the worst about it because, like, it's a bad throw, and then they dance like they made a play. No, but you got. You got lucky. I feel like you have to have that mentality as a corner, but it's just like sure, but acknowledge it somehow. That's it's, my point. It's like acknowledge when you make a play versus when a play happens that that went your way. You had nothing to do with. Like so I, I think if anything, I, got, I would do if I was in that position. To corner, I would do the shrug. I would do the shrug if, if a play like that happened, right. you know, where I didn't do much and it still worked out for me. He was like, well, I'll take it. Right. So no, Corey Lassif is the guy, though, at I nine can, for you. Can, yeah, he's yeah, at nine. nine and, yeah. He's at nine for me, too.
1: There you go. So jump in. Here's my final thought on it, other than that weird soapbox thing. <laughs> so um, I, super, I super liked it. You know, he's six foot. He's a little mm-hmm. thin. He's probably around the 180 mark, so might have to – you know you put on a little bit of weight maybe not you never know in today's Mm -hmm. nfl but like i like that they only had 15 receptions on 39 targets less than 150 yards allowed um Mm. like that he didn't allow any touchdowns here but this dude literally only has one pick in three years and right man i feel like he's a he's a sticky kind of guy and mm -hmm. he covers well but I, so I guess what I'm getting at is, is
0: he going to be a good corner but not a difference maker? Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's kind of where it feels like for me, too. And again, the thing I appreciate about him is he's got aggressive coverage. He's definitely a willing tackle. You see some corners that aren't. Mm-hmm. He is one who doesn't mind getting in there and getting a tackle. He likes to blitz, so he's someone who who isn't just going to sit there and dance on the so outside. So he stole
1: the Dion's celebrations
0: but not his tackling abilities. Well, yeah, nobody wants to steal that ability. Right. But, uh, the I'd rather have thing, tackle. He's another guy that I'm looking at him and saying there's a lot of things that should have been penalties. Uh, he just seems he did a good job getting his head around more so than some other guys on this list, but a, another player that seems like he had to grab to make things work for him. Who's eight? Eight
1: is a guy that you hate. See how
0: I made that little <laughs> run <rhyme> there? <laughs> ah, nice. But
1: he but he can rake. No, I'm kidding. No, ah, well,
0: no, I'm not sure. I don't know if he hits baseballs or not.
1: No, I know. I just it's Ennis Break Straw Jr. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is. I the don't bo- hate him.
0: I well, just think here's he's the thing. overrated.
1: And I don't hate any of these guys, but this is the top guy of the tier that I'm just not super high on. The okay. seven above this, I, I I like a fair amount, but mm-hmm. so I, I clearly I like Ennis way more than you, but significantly less <laughs> than the rest of the world, which is crazy. Right. He's got solid size. He's six foot, like one ninety range ish, but. Um, mm-hmm. I think his injury history frightens me a little bit. As it should. Um, But what doesn't make sense to me is, like, he's – yeah, he only had 18 receptions on him, right? But he was barely Mm -hmm. targeted, and I I assume that's for a reason. And the number of receptions have come down, the number of targets have come down, the yardage allowed's come down, touchdowns Mm -hmm. have come down, everything about this guy – has improved from the previous year to this year. It's just just that the injury history scares me a little bit, and for whatever reason, it's a similar take as Kamari Lassiter. He just doesn't annoy me. <laughs> as he seems like he's going to be a really solid corner, but he's not going to be a difference maker. Don't know that he could be a CB1. He's mm-hmm. just going to be a, a plug-and-play, like number two corner, if everything goes well to me, and... I, I think what it is is, I keep hearing his name thrown around in the first round mm-hmm. with some of these other guys that I really do think could be actual difference makers. So I, just, sure. he's just not in the same class as the other guys to me. Doesn't have the same eye test, and he's got injuries, too many red flags. Mm-hmm. Can't put him up there. Sorry.
0: Well, and he concerns me a bit too because uh, you know he he allowed almost sixty five percent you know passes to be completed against him. That's a whole other thing Correct. too. So. And again, we're all we're all looking at different things when it comes to what we value and with all of these these positions. So eight for me is his teammate, actually Chris Abrams Drain, who wow. you apparently are hating on, dude. Boy, I'm he sorry, I like this guy touchdowns. more. Yeah, well, I've liked this guy more than uh, Ray Straw the whole year. So here's the thing. Yes, he may have allowed more touchdowns, but this guy locks down on coverage. He He's good at splitting blocks and getting through and making tackles on screens and stuff like that. He gets his hands in He, he had to break up passes. This dude is able to do press coverage and drop him back and, and giving a cushion to guys. And he does a nice job of getting his head back to the quarterback. The biggest thing with him, because uh, he does a good job in, like the in and the out routes too, like cutting and breaking on the routes, his issue, and this is where you're coming from with the touchdowns, he 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 seems to lose track of things in the end zone, which just does not make any sense to me. With everything else that he can do, that he somehow loses track of a guy when there's only you know ten yards. But seven touchdowns, that, two years. Right. Look, I'm just saying that is a weird Andy's, anomaly. For Andy's Andy's
1: not not even he's probably not even 180. Andy's right, under yeah. six foot.
0: Okay, sure. And that's one of you the reasons why this he body profiles for season. me. I don't know not that you're full on into it now. Yeah, yeah uh, This is one of the reasons season. why he profiles for me. I mean, he obviously played on the outside at Missouri, but he could e- he could very easily find himself as more of a slot guy when it comes to you know the the pro game. But again, I still think he's ahead of some of the other guys in this list because I like his coverage better. He just flat out covers guys better, except for the end zone, which is obviously the PC needs to work on.
1: All right, number seven for me. This is this is where it starts. Where I start liking these cornerbacks, right? <laughs> and it's a complete opposite of Chris Abrams train, because mm-hmm. this this fella's six two two Hundo. He's he's in That's the different. Cam Hart range. It's definitely different. But you also mm-hmm. like this guy. This is a TJ Tampa.
0: Yeah, I like him more than you. You
1: do like him more than me, but I just I see a little bit of stiffness maybe with him, just a little bit, not a lot. But I love what he did with his numbers, man. Like, his touchdowns and interceptions flipped from a year ago. Last year he allowed two touchdowns, only had one pick. This year one touchdown, two picks. Um, mm-hmm. Like, right around 50% or less of the passes are completed on him. He's got a, t- he's got a ton of snaps, like 1,400 snaps in the past two years. So he's he's fairly mm-hmm. battle-tested. Um, but I, I like – the size and the weight and what he could do in today's nfl like i I just and yet
0: he sits at eight or seven for you he does sit at seven for me yeah i'll let you what don't you like about this boy i'm not gonna have bad things to say about him i like him better
1: than you do i don't know that there's it it, like i you know we've been doing this show for what a year and a half now almost two years yeah so yeah i still have yet to find a way to explain my eye test. And the thing is, it's like I do like him, and I see him, and I get a little excited, but he just doesn't have like that that it factor or whatever it is with my eye test. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I I like what I see. I see the potential. This is a good player. But then Mm -hmm. I see some of these other guys, and I'm like, okay, that's smooth. That's fluid. He's sticky. When I'm talking about corners, like the right level of – and he does have this right. Okay, so what I do see with TJ Tampa, he's got the right level of like mm-hmm. cockiness and confidence that a corner needs, right. and doesn't go over the top with it. He's got the size, he's got the weight. You know, like mm-hmm. he he tackles really well, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't have. I know, but what I was saying earlier, when I said he seems a little stiff. He just doesn't seem anywhere near. The f- smoothness and fluidness and the jelly-like uh. nature—I don't know—of like some of the other guys that I'm going to talk about.
0: Okay. okay, so basically, you're knocking him for the mechanics being a little bit rougher than some of the other guys. He could be a little too stiff for me, and uh, who knows? Uh, he, might, he, he might literally the thing—he might get taught.
1: Yeah, well, he might find himself playing corner for a couple years, and then he might end up being a safety.
0: No, that I'm that I I'm fine with, and I, I can see that definitely happening. There's no doubt. Uh, That he is a guy because of the way he hits and the way that he moves around, he he could easily see himself, I think, anywhere in those spots. He's the kind of guy that, like, uh, Detroit did with Melifonma, where he could start off at one spot, move around. They may float him back and forth depending on what the team needs. That's one of the reasons why I like him, is because of the potential positional versatility that he's got. Here's the thing, though, on him. I'm going to give you my take now. I'll tell you where he ranks when we get there. Dude only gave up uh, like 50% passing against him, so 25 out of 49. 54 was his uh, his NFL passer rating against. This dude only gave up one touchdown. He had two picks. He had six pass breakups.
1: Eh, I said all he, that. He checks
0: all the boxes, man. He and you're sitting here putting him at that point on your list. Okay, cool. No, you're good. Uh, I will say that this guy will come up and do run support he's got solid coverage skills uh he's he's manages to even make ankle tackles work well uh, i will say this he's not he doesn't look like he's quite as fast as some of the other guys i think he's fast enough but he isn't like you said the fluidity mm-hmm. maybe isn't quite the same the technique and the hip flip those are the question marks we've got for him so this is a guy that either i'm gonna be saying i told you so or you're gonna be saying i told you so after the combine it should be fun to see how he plays out all right, that takes us to uh, you know, right about the halftime marker. So why don't you tell us, uh, do you have any more notes you want to give us about uh, about either o- Bell's, uh, Oberon Eclipse or about one of the uh, beverages that we had over the past weekend when mistakes were made? Well, I've, I've already talked about Oberon Eclipse quite a bit, and I even gave a brief take at the beginning of the
1: show. So uh, I know we're going to save some of the takes about the beverages we had over the weekend, so you go ahead and tell me which ones you want to talk about, and I'll give my take.
0: Well, I'll give you the one that I'm on Which right now. Why don't, why don't you go ahead uh, and talk about uh, one of the Founders ones that we've got? So why don't you pick one? Uh, you know what? Let's have some fun with this. This actually goes well with the one that I'm drinking right now. Why don't you tell us about the Blueberry Founders that we had? I hate your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so in my, I in have never, I have never, ever, ever, ever <laughs> had a beer from Founders... That I would just say, maybe I didn't like full on enjoy it. Okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe there's been some of those, but okay. I have never in my life had a beer from Founders that I hated. Dan, you have quite mm-hmm. successfully discovered the worst <laughs> Founders beer ever made, and you presented it to me
0: on a very important day. It might yeah. be, it might be the reason Is that the reason lost. Yeah, yep. it could have been. It definitely could have been. I messed with and, the, the feng shui of the beer world. And I sh-
1: I should have known to read the bottle, Dan tainted my tongue with a mead.
0: We should have both known to read the bottle, and it was a half mead, but we, we forgot I didn't to read
1: beyond... I was like, okay, you said blueberry? I'm not really excited about blueberry, but wait, did you say it was barrel-aged? Okay, I'm in. Well, mm-hmm. not only did he find the worst founder's beer ever, <laughs> but he, he managed to find the only... Beer that was a complete disgrace and waste to the the barrel aging. <laughs> like they could have saved those barrels. This thing was terrible, people. It's called the bar- barrel aged blueberry braggot or something. Braggot. Uh, yeah, twelve point eight percent alcohol. Waste to the alcohol. This thing <laughs> tastes. If you think about, like, childhood medicine when you're sick, a blueberry-flavored one, and you take, like, a blueberry rollade and mash it up and dump it in that medicine, and it leaves that chalky texture on your tongue, and it's just the worst artificial gross blueberry taste you've ever had. Like, both my eyes, like, squinched closed. My tongue, like, shriveled up and died. It was so... So sorry, founders. I love y'all. I do. <laughs> I really love y'all. Like it, it, your beer is among my favorite ever. But this thing, you got to retire it. Okay. My,
0: my face hurts. <laughs> oh, it's a you shame not to do video retire for moments this, beer. Like this It is oh so
1: so bad. All right, I'm so telling you, it, you it
0: is literally a crushed up aid in medicine. <laughs> All right, I'd like to point out that the JP is on record as not liking meads. So this was probably mm. a bad example for you. Now, if you do like meads, I have friends who like meads that probably would have found this beer delightful and maybe even bridged mm. them a little more into beers by the fact that it's a bit of a hybrid there. But, oh, my goodness, I'm surprised I can give a take right now. My face hurts from laughing so much at your take on this whole thing. I hate and that it was, damn beer. It was an oops, and, and you basically you shot it. You took six ounces as a shot, basically, to try to get I it I took out of one to sip,
1: basket. and then I, I – yep. That was yep. so much and, fun. And I mean, it was I told you this beer was not yet. worth swallowing, but yep. you know what I did say? I for respect for mm-hmm. founders. You don't pour out I, founders. I will drink it, but I'm going <laughs> to do it all at once and as quick as possible. And I washed <laughs> my cup twice.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: washed the cup. I, my you my did double cup rinse. I, was drinking. I wa- No, I didn't rinse it. I used D- Dawn Platinum twice with the <laughs> hottest water imaginable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you were able to recover and enjoy the rest of your evening. All right, so the reason why I suggest we talk about that one is I found a random beer last time. I was hanging out at the Horrocks over on uh, this side of town, and this is what we've got. It is an apple cider donuts beer. It's a Scotch-style ale with apple cider, donuts, cinnamon, and vanilla. Sounds significantly better. It is significantly better. It's certainly by no means uh, where you were at with the other one. This is a Little House Brewing Company beer. It's a seven percenter. And you know what? It has, it's It's not bad. It's still definitely more on the, uh, and this is a Connecticut beer, by the way, this is definitely more on the the sweeter side. The It fits where they're going with that idiom. I would have liked a little bit more apple cider in it personally, just because I really like apple cider. But overall, you know what? It fits the scotch style. It fits the the flavor profile. It's, it's balanced with what it is. A little weird in the first sip, but it's definitely been growing on me as I've gone through it. More apple cider, I would have been happier. But overall, massively better uh, than the the blueberry braggot. Uh, you would be able to stomach this. It wouldn't be your favorite, but you'd be able to work through it. Uh, I'm Can't going be worse. Can't it's be like worse. a 275 for me, only because I, I, I'm i just bummed that there's not more Apple going on. We will have more beers to talk about of some of the things that we uh, drank over the course of the uh, championship weekend last weekend as we go through the next couple episodes. Let's be honest, we're trying to stretch it out and focus a few as we go. Uh, and then, you know, sometime mid-February-ish, we'll probably be back on the wagon, and all that kind of stuff. So let's jump into number six, though, for you. Who do you got? Well, this is my absolute
1: salutler. Did you hear that? Yeah, That's absolutely. A word right there. Yeah, well, your blueberry braggot broke my brain. That's what it did. Mm-hmm. So this is a roller coaster ride, man. I believe I, you. This is the most frustrating player, I think, in this entire draft class for me. And it it's Kool-Aid <laughs> McKinstry. Okay. At six.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can't help but see, like, when he gets the ball in his hands – Boom, there's my eye test. Man, this guy's electric once the ball's in his hands. He's
0: a guy who you can put in to return kicks, definitely.
1: But he's he's just absolutely electric. And when you look at his Mm -hmm. numbers, I mean, I even went to try to see what I was missing. I went to PFF with this dude. He grades out phenomenally. He doesn't have a ton of receptions on him. He doesn't have a ton of touchdowns on him. He doesn't get Mm -hmm. a ton of picks, really, either. But um, it's weird because I see the eye test when the ball's in his hand. I love his size Mm -hmm. and his... Weight and his, the the speed and everything, but like when he's purely just playing corner, I'm always left wanting more. Sure. So I yeah. it's weird. Like to be honest with you, by the time the season rolls around, depending on the combine, like TJ Tampa is probably gonna leapfrog him to be in As my top he six. Should. I mean, As I, he seriously, should. he probably will. I, I just Kool Aid is frustrating, man. The only the sure. best take I can say about him is like. It, when he's got the ball in his hands, he's got that it factor. And mm. then when he doesn't have the ball in
0: his hands, he always leaves me wanting more. And I don't. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Well, I'll throw my Kool-Aid take in now because uh, he's coming up for me as well. But I, I, I agree with you on a lot of that stuff. What I like about him is, like you said, he the tackling is good. Uh, he's definitely athletic. He, he's good with field awareness, good run support. Uh, he does a nice job of seeing where the sideline is and kind of nudging guys out of bounds to take them out of plays. I saw that as well. It seems like he's good at breaking in the out routes. But uh tell you what. It seems like he I – t- I wrote down decent coverage, but it seems like he benefits more from drops. Like It just seems like he mm-hmm. – and, again, I don't know if he's intimidating guys or if they're just looking out for him or whatever, but it seems like some of his highlights were not his his doing, if you will. Uh, I made and so, the switch. He also another I'm, guy. I moved Tampa up. No, okay as you it. should sorry uh, but he's another guy that i don't think looks back at the quarterback nearly enough so that's that i realized that i didn't actually give you my take for number seven so what i'm going to do here is do a quick little double up on seven and six and then i'll tell you where where we get to some of the other guys as we go but mike Sanders still is seven for me which i realize is higher than you've got him up there i know he I allows a whip. lot of touchdowns he, he might allow a lot of touchdowns but this is he's a tiny dude who played corner he's, he's played for two years He's not going to be an outside corner, okay? There's no way he plays outside no. in the NFL. He's a slot guy. He a, he's a slot guy. He's a slot energy. guys. Ultimate yeah, team player. Exactly. Slot guys are just as important in today's NFL because of how often teams target those guys over the middle. Uh, he's he's definitely still developing player. He does hit hard for his size. The issue I've got is he doesn't like to rap that much. It seems like he goes. Oh, I thought you were going to say because he's 35 shoulder. years old. Look, he is an older player. There's that okay. to to factor in as well. He's literally about... the oldest corner in the draft. Yeah, you were joking about that with Michigan having some older players at certain position groups. Yeah. There's no doubt. That's why they all came back to win a title. But the thing about him is, he's solid in zone coverage. He's sticky in man coverage. Uh, he's a guy who's willing to shoot through gaps. Like this is a dude who plays like he's a six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds safety. Even though he's five ten, maybe if he's lucky. And, you know, 175 pounds. So I love that. I love the, the fearlessness as well. Willing to shoot gaps. He's got great closing quickness. The dude likes to do a corner bliss as well. The only concern about him for me, really, is the size. I don't know where he's going to test that as well athletically, so those are real the question marks. But he is a guy who will stick in the NFL and be a long-time agile. Time I don't know about
1: straight-line speed, but he's agile. But, but His I will quickness correct is myself off the too. charts as well. Josh Newton is technically older, so I will correct myself. Okay. All right, He's the second
0: oldest corner probably in the draft. <laughs> All right, and then I'm going to real quick give you number six for me, and I haven't heard his name yet, so I know you've got him higher, so maybe you can convince me just like I'll convince you on TJ, and it's Kyrie Jackson right now sitting at six. Mm. Uh, dude is long, love the size, could probably be a little bit thicker uh, but that's something that easily NFL NFL teams can put 10 pounds on a guy. No problem. And still keep his, uh, his athleticism up there. Dude has really tight coverage. He seems like he's a decent tackler, definitely very handsy. And so I'm a bit concerned about some of that, but, uh, I, I do like that. He gets his eyes back on the quarterback more often than some of the other guys we talked about so far. He does a good job of fighting through blockers. He seems like he's opportunistic making turnovers happens. Uh, he closes. Well, the only reason why he's not higher yet for me is this is the only year he did it. He barely played his two years before when he was at Alabama, mm-hmm. and then he comes to Oregon and lights it up. And so, again, definitely trending the right direction. I'll be curious to see if he tests as athletically as I think he will. He's probably going to you know bump up a spot or two uh, and knock uh, Mr. Kool-Aid down, most likely.
1: I'll save my take for Kyrie when we get there. Okay. Well, who's five for you? Five for me, I have Mr. Quinion Mitchell. Okay. Man, this guy, he's having himself a uh, past few days, man. <laughs> I tell you what. So I, I, I loved Quinion Mitchell. I, mm-hmm. I love what I see. I love the tape. Um, his size is respectable—a six foot, just slightly under two hundred.
0: Mm-hmm. Very
1: sticky corner. Grades out love well. That word. Has like some of the most like pass breakups in the nation, I believe. Right uh, has. You know, no touchdowns allowed this year, only one pick. But last year he mm-hmm. did allow three touchdowns. So he had five picks, granted, four of them came in like, a, a game or something like that. Yeah,
0: he wasted Northern Illinois that game. Two picks sixes
1: qu- in that one. The only questions I had about Quinion Mitchell, and this could be too early, like, he could move up even higher for me if I see sure. how the rest of the offseason goes. But my questions are starting to be answered with him, and that's mm-hmm. he played in the MAC. No right. players can make it out of the Mac, but more and we don't love the Mac. than the ones that do. I do. We are Mac boys. We love the Mac, but I'm just saying more <laughs> don't make it out than the ones who do. And <laughs> also of the ones who make it out, more don't pan out than the ones that do. Okay, so I had a lot of questions. How does he stack up at different competitions? And with the Mm -hmm. exception of him setting himself up for failure, did you hear this story or did you see this story that happened at the senior (laughs) bowl? Which one are you talking about? This will be the end of my take for him because it will explain everything. He shot every (laughs) single wide receiver down except for one play, right? Oh, yeah. And he did it to himself. But I like (laughs) it that he did it to himself. So this is what happened, and I, I watched it. So the team, the coaches that were there doing the senior bowl saw that he was lighting it up. So they're mm-hmm. like, "Quinnian, we're gonna do one on ones. You get to pick the wide receiver you're going head to head with." And he, well, he whether he's the best wide receiver in there or not, Roman Wilson was torching everybody. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he, like he was the guy that everybody was having trouble covering. So what I mm-hmm. like about it is he went. I want him. That's the guy. And I was like, okay, I love that you're going for the best of the best. You're like, yep, mm-hmm. I want to cover the best guy. But then he got torched. He got shook. Yeah. He got shook. And then to Roman Wilson's credit, dude, I know we're not doing wide receivers, but he shook Quinn Mitchell bad, and Mitchell was just <laughs> gone. And then then Wilson just mm-hmm. cut right towards the sideline, and the quarterback made a terrible throw and overthrew yeah. him. And yeah, then somehow – but then somehow Roma Wilson just comes up with this crazy, nasty sideline, one-handed grab just to like Flip throw the at whole Mitchell's body. face.
0: And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, and nice. I like that Queen I see you, you saw Hawaii it. boy. Yeah, you saw at the end of the play, he kind of clapped. And he was like, yep, I got yeah. beat. And so I yep. respect that about him as well. But so. that's the only time yeah. he got beat. So. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, well, I will give you my take on Quinion here in a little bit, but uh, my five was Kool-Aid. So there you go. That kind of takes care of that. So he got number four. Four for me is Kyrie Jackson. Okay. Okay. So
1: you've already kind of done a, a small take on him, so I'll keep mine ahead, fairly though.
0: brief. I love this you, man, so I he's like your secondary than, man crush, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm in his camp. You can't knock him because he's got stuck behind – you know, Saban, who's a DB guy mm. himself, and you got Kool-Aid, who's a mm. superstar recruit, and Terry and Arnold killing it. Like, yeah, he had to leave right. to get on the field. This Brian was, Branch I mean, was in there, yeah. He was, it wasn't like he was sitting behind, like, superstar – or, I mean, just sitting behind average talent. He was sitting right. behind Brian Branch, Terry and Arnold. Yeah, yeah, Kool-Aid. Right. So it is what it is. He had to get out. Yeah, he's only got one year of tape. That concerns me, too. He allowed one Mm. touchdown. It's a little irritating. But one year of tape, three (laughs) picks, 41.6 passer rating. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. he looks like he's extremely, extremely fluid and smooth. Mm. And those things that I was talking about that I didn't see with TJ, I see it Mm -hmm. with him. And this dude's 6'3", hundo. Yeah. It's 6'3", hundo. You're not supposed to do that. The only only (laughs) knock other than one year of tape that I have in Kyrie Jackson is that he click at six two hundred is good for a corner, but six three, it might look a little thin, might be a little thin. He's not he's very willing tackler, but he's just not mm-hmm. the most physical guy out there. Right. He's gonna be a little
0: more finesse. He gets his head around. He do, everything you already said, I don't need to reiterate. Right. He, he I does, does rap, rap well, I love, give him this. With yep. tackle, he he wraps a guy well. He just doesn't drive him. You know, he's not the kind of you're yep. not gonna be No, you're, you're he'll not rap be and drag and side no, right. Yeah, yeah. Kyrie Jackson's not going to make you uh, be nervous about going over the middle next time. Is all I'm saying. He's yeah. not so He's, far. He just, I, I just love the potential of a six foot mm-hmm. three corner who oh, yeah. is
1: as smooth as he is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So definitely, there you have Yeah, it
0: was uh, you know we talk about corners and, and guys transitioning. Obviously, Sam still used to be wide receiver. Chris Abrams Drain also used to be wide receiver. So another guy that's only had so many years. Playing in that position, but Kyrie Jackson just hasn't had as much time as a starter. So number four for me is Quinion Mitchell, who uh, I think th- this this pile I can see Kyrie Jackson moving up to the four spot, shoving Quinion down one potentially, uh, depending on how things play out. But Mitchell, you already talked about, so just to add on to that, I mean he's another guy who has decent size. He's not Kyrie's size, but he's still like six foot at least, uh, and another guy who he seems like he jumps routes well. What I liked the most about the tape that I saw on him was he, he senses the body position to gain leverage on receivers. He knows where he needs to get to get them out of their, their sort of comfort zone, except for Roman Wilson, who everybody couldn't cover for some reason. Uh, he's a decent tackler. Uh, in his reaction time, it's good, but not great. So that's the thing that I'm curious to see how he shows at the like the the hip flip and stuff like that at the combine. Is he capable of reacting at the speed that I want to see him react at or is he doing a debate, whatever? Uh, So overall, though, the question marks we had about him, can he perform against the what people believe are the top players? Yeah, he clearly can this week. As you said, the only guy that burned him is Roman Wilson, who, by the way, Roman Wilson. And again, we're not just a preview. I think we might talk about wide receivers next time. Uh, That boy's moving up some boards. After what he did this, oh, week. he's making money. <laughs> he's doing well for himself. All right, top three. Who you got at three?
1: Uh, three. I have Terry and Arnold. Talk about the ultimate ah. headache. Tell the ultimate headache that I got, and you got him down there at ten, man. So sure. Th- Tell me why this, I'm wrong. I, well, this is gonna sound weird because it's probably gonna make it almost sound more like you're right than wrong. Oh, okay, then like, I'll take that. I started to dive into his five picks. Why does it seem like the majority of these five picks were just complete shit throws? Sorry. <laughs> like, it went right to
0: him, man. He didn't uh, yeah.
1: have to do much. Mo- like, it's like he didn't have to make a play.
0: Who knows? See, so Maybe you know he you, read the- This is what I like about how you and I do things. You said they were crap throws. I said he's opportunistic on turnovers. It's the same thing. They just happened to happen for him rather than him mm-hmm. making an amazing play on the ball.
1: Yep. I uh, did allow two touchdowns the last two years. So that bugs me a little bit, but also the, where I give the guy credit, dude, they
0: targeted him like eighty times this year. Admittedly, like eighty yeah. times. And yeah, Kool Aid kind of got the benefit of the doubt from people. And they yeah, just, they kept going after Arnold, which which seemed like an odd choice as the season went on. like eighty times, that might be the most targeted
1: corner we've talked about today, and that's all in the SEC, which is you know viewed by many as the elite conference. And he he had a. His passer rating was like 50 against him. But ultimately, the reason why I have him at three is the battle tested in the conference he's in. This isn't MAC battle tested. Okay. Ah, But there's. And I don't know that I necessarily call it my eye test, but damn, it's close to it. It's more along the lines of like, this guy seems to have this weird like energy or passion or excitement for the game. Like, it just looks like he's locked in you know he's trying to give like 200 mm-hmm. percent like all the time and i can get behind that i i really do like it a lot no i mean again it's a struggle for me like i, I really like him kyrie and mitchell all about the same which is speaking mm-hmm. volumes for kyrie because nobody's
0: talking about kyrie that way but <laughs> i don't know that's you do love that man
1: Clearly, I like him more than you. Well, here's what
0: I can tell you. Yeah, Arnold, I know, that right? is. Well, I well here's what I can tell you about Terry and Arnold, dude, that I have already said. He was the ninth most targeted corner in college football. That's crazy. That's, that's everybody in FBS. And the only name that stands out above him when you look at uh, guys who are in the the picture of, of people we're talking about for the draft, no offense to any of the players, just where they're at, Jabbar Muhammad, who isn't coming out this year, uh, He's who actually just transferred from Washington, I think, to Alabama, didn't he? He went somewhere. Sure. Um, so again, so the yes. most
1: battle-tested corner in here in the passer, passer rating against him was only a 50.
0: Sure. Yep, so maybe I got him a little too low. <laughs> we'll come across that again. And these are by no means our final rankings. That's my own, that's my excuse to get me out of this, right? So uh, Number three so. for me, though, is a much better choice than what you made because number three for me is TJ Tampa. And we've already talked about him, but the only thing I want to add on to that, uh, man, this the guy just has great length. He's a great tackler. He's got solid coverage skills. At worst... This man is a 10-year player in the NFL split sometime between uh, corner and safety as long as he stays healthy. I just feel like he is that solid of a player, even if he's not going to be an all-pro All-Pro uh, bowler every year. He is going to be a contributor on a roster for a decade if, a team allow, if, if he doesn't get hurt. I just really feel like that's kind of where his skill set is at, as, as a floor. And ceiling is who knows. You can unlock a guy at 6'2", 200 and maybe teach him some better stretching and movement techniques. Come on now. Six-two-two hundred is going to become, like, right now he's a bigger corner. I feel like that's going to become more the default by the time he's done playing. Maybe. You never know. I mean, they keep trending towards smaller linebackers and quicker corners, and then they flip it back around real quick. I don't know. Well, we're we'll seeing see. – you should be happy about the slight resurgence we're seeing in the H-back, fullback kind of role in the NFL. Yeah. These guys are going smaller. Yeah. So you see a Ben Sennett, who we'll talk about later on, that's been getting more love because he has that versatility. There's Jaheim Bells, another guy who's got versatility. We'll talk about those guys later. But who is number two? Do we have the same top two is the question. Yeah, you know, I'm they sure the same we do. Order.
1: I'm sure we do. And there's, yes, I'm absolutely probably sure. probably, yeah. so <laughs> Kill all uh, the
0: intrigue, fine,
1: dude. Yeah, absolutely we do. Nate Wiggins, right, two? number two. 6'2", yep. like 185, so a little thin. He's He's kind of like the, just a little smaller and just a little bit lighter than Kyrie, but body style, build, like on tape, they kind of look a lot alike. He, mm-hmm. He's super duper fluid. He basically looks a lot like Kyrie does to me. Only he's just got a heck of a lot more tape.
0: That's okay. what it
1: is. He's not just a one-year guy. Uh, he lo- eighteen receptions on forty-plus targets. Right. Like my goodness, and he, under like one hundred and fifty yards allowed again, and. He's got Mm -hmm. picks, like, I don't know. He he looks like, I'm going to say it one more time. I've said it twice, already. I'm going to say it a (laughs) third time, hand it over to you so you can do a take two. He
0: he looks just like Kyrie, and he's Mm battle-tested, man. Like, he's got a lot of tape. I like it. I'm really excited. My concern with him earlier in the season was he did get targeted a lot and and gave up, you know, I felt like more catches last year, but he definitely improved from last year to this year, even if he doesn't have the same number of pass breakups. Uh, I felt like he was just kind of like got – lucky on his turnovers kind of thing much like you said with arnold but dude the more i watched of him the more i saw out of this guy the more i was impressed and you know what my first note was uh for him was literally just i i said so much speed so much speed with this guy and i don't know that he's gonna be the fastest one but the way he plays is fast. He's capable of a blitz. This dude is definitely has uh, some opportunism to his ball hawking. I think he had two returns for touchdowns out of the three picks that he had. So he shows that he can move. This is another guy you might look at testing out as a return man, because it seems like he's got that quickness and that ability to to mess with people and, and be able to do something interesting in the cover in the return game and uh, got decent coverage skills. I can tell that he likes to bait on the out routes. And that is always a concern because sometimes those guys can do that at the next level. And sometimes they get burned a few times before they realize that that's not going to work you know, in the same way. This dude and, and don't hate on me for saying this, but it's the most like Dion of any of them, because I don't know that he's a great tackler. I think he does everything else. Well, but I'm concerned about his tackling. Yeah, it's he's a little bit thin yeah. He'll break in half. Right. Exactly. He's preserving he the body to... for a good reason. Well, look, it, him matching up on, uh, you know, like the, the Keon Coleman's and Johnny Wilson's of the world, he's going to have a little, uh, he's going to definitely have his handful, full. But, uh, yeah, I think that he is definitely in that second spot, and I don't see him getting dislodged. I think between 3 and, like I said, 10 or 12, you could, yeah, I'm not going to say you can make a case for everybody, but there's a lot of movement that can happen. Man, I feel like 1 and 2 are pretty solid here. Dan, my number one guy. Happy birthday next Friday.
1: Yes, I know this much about this player because it's my guy. It's his break turns you, 21 is next Friday. Your greatest Some, man crush of the season. Somebody give this man a beer, will they, next Friday for me? But um, only one.
0: He's still got to you know keep himself on the rehab train.
1: That's correct. Dude, 1,500 snaps over the last two seasons, <laughs> okay, targeted like freaking 120 times, right, right? Seven picks, with an average passer rating of like forty-five, maybe less than that, under forty-five, two mm-hmm. years in a row. Seven turn, and he can play special teams. He's electric with the ball in his hand. He can play safety if you wanted to. You love the versatility. Go ahead and chime in. Yep. I know that's your
0: thing. I don't know. Well, this, I, I this guy just guys just he's just great. Point? No, I'm saying say his name, at any man. Point? Yeah, they All know. Right. His well, birthday's next everybody Friday. Everybody knows. Know. Everybody yeah, knows know. is Cooper DeJean. The only question is whether you're going to call him Cooper DeJean or Cooper DeJean, right? That's really the only question Coop is how no. you want to pronounce pronounce his last name. There's so many different things we're going to do with this guy over the course of you know the next several uh, weeks as we talk about him. But dude, uh, he showed that he can return punts well. He's shown that he can tackle well. He's shown that he's a lockdown defender. And again, he didn't even finish the season because of the injury. Uh, but he, they didn't target him that much, only 46 targets, because you, you're not going to complete a pass against him. I mean, yeah, he, get, he had 20 catches against him. The most uh, yards he gave up in a game was 61, and that was 61 at Wisconsin in a game that they were, you know, fighting to try to win. But he is one of the engines and the reasons why that, uh, that Iowa defense played as well as they did. And the crazy thing is he's a guy that some people coming into the season were like, well, this guy is a safety. It's like, well, no, he's also a safety. He can, he can play anywhere. You put him anywhere in your back seven and you will be, and not I me mean seven, okay, maybe not linebacker, but you put him anywhere in the back in, in the safety corner grouping, you're going to be happy about him. You can have him follow your top receiver around. You can just have him sit on one side of the field and completely lock it down. Take your pick. He should be returning kicks for you. He should be locking down half your field or going up, or going up against the, the number one guy. You're going to be fine. And, again, at six one he's got the size. He's got the ability. Uh, I don't love him quite as much as you do because I don't think anyone can outside of his mother. But Cooper DeGene is a guy that should be coming off the board in the top 15 picks, depending on how things fall for them. Again, some people are concerned about the injury. I'm not. He's a baller. He's my guy. He's, he's going to end up being in my final overall six-pack, I'm sure. Oh, I have no doubt with the way you, you go on about that, man. You wax poetic about I have him. been is for there two anybody years. anybody else? <laughs> all right well those are the takes those are the names that's the spots is there anybody else that you want to mention that you're you're keeping your eye on that you need to do a bit more of a dive on for that back like 15 20 guys as we go towards the 30 Iraq that that's that you're curious about i guess
1: obviously i'm curious about you know a lot of the names we've mentioned throughout the season but i would say guys mm-hmm. that i don't recall men- mentioning a ton that i'm curious about or uh D- dwight mcgluthern from arkansas yep. Mm -hmm. um and i'd say jerry and jones if i were just going to give you two from florida state those two guys are very intriguing to me
0: well we'll have a little bit of tape from jones from this week as well elijah jones is another jones that uh, i talked about earlier and i'm curious to see how uh, some of that tape you know pairs out for him as well as we go through looking at senior bowl and all that kind of fun stuff and of course shrine bowl is going on in like i don't know 45 minutes or something like that uh and then we've got senior bowl this weekend and then we're done with all the college football but we are not done at all talking about all these college football players. We'll hit you up next time with another segment, uh, another grouping of players. Are we doing wide receivers next, dude? Yeah, let's hit it. Let's go with, with who
1: the cornerbacks got to cover.
0: Okay, well, we're talking about Roman Wilson and all of the other guys, and way oh. more than 12 players. We're only doing dives on 12. We'll catch you next time with that on am